Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're gonna be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch, good night, bye bang. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, a little notify bell next to it to make sure you always got your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers over there. Uh, we've got uh, bonus episodes. $5 a month gets you five bonus episodes. That's right. Every single week. Ask Steven Larson uh, is going to be going live either tonight or first thing in the morning. Uh, and then, of course, we've got some gameplay stuff throughout we the week. Do, we do. We got a bunch of stuff. We also talk about other stuff. Yeah, we talk about wrestling sometimes. We do movie reviews. Uh, we got a bunch going on. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to a couple patrons, new patrons, Matthew Robertson, Green Lantern, James Noblock, or Noblock, and uh, Nemerensis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nemerensis. Nemerensis. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, anyways, thanks very much for your support. You. So, of course, today we're going to talk about AEW's Full, full Gear. Full Gear just ended. Not five, 10 minutes ago, right? Five, 10 minutes ago? For us, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun show. I uh, thought the, the, the last two matches, I thought the, the last two matches and I forget where the Riho match fell in the card. That was right before the last two matches. Well, then the last three matches were absolutely stellar. Prior to that. Kind of felt like dynamite. A little bit, yeah. I mean, is Sean Spears versus Joey Janela, is that worthy of a pay-per-view? Eh, debatable, maybe. But it was a solid match. Yeah. Uh, Paige yep. Pac was good. Nothing. I didn't feel like anything really disappointed, per se. Yeah, but say for the last three matches, nothing. Like I'm sure Young Bucks and XLAX are going on. They're going to be feuding for months. So I understand they don't want to. They don't want to go. They don't want to show off everything they can do in the very first match. Mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah, I get that. Uh, That was a type of match, though, 
that felt like it should have been a bit more unhinged than what it was. Yeah. They did a lot, though. They did a lot. They, they told a, a good lot. story. Yeah. A story that Nick Jackson was selling at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, it, up until the last three matches, it felt a lot like a Dynamite, which isn't a bad thing because Dynamite's usually a really fun show with some good matches. It just didn't go the extra mile. Yeah, it didn't really feel like it elevated itself those beyond guys, what they normally here, do. Here's the thing. Those teams have – and this is – here's the thing. Those teams we hold in such high esteem that it takes a lot – Mm-hmm. Like, if that's any other team, it's like a star-making performance. Mm-hmm. But this is the Young Bucks, probably best tag team maybe ever. And then uh, LAX, which is, like, well, one X of the LAX. best tag teams. Can't call them LAX anymore. They're XLAX. I can do what I want to. I don't give a damn. Well, I guess you're retired. I'm not going to call them Proud and Powerful. You're retired from basketball, so. That, Proud and Powerful is a terrible name. Not good. That's a terrible name. That we can agree on. And Ortiz and Santana doesn't roll off the tongue. I'm just going to call them LAX. Eventually, I'll probably stop. But right now, I'm going to call them LAX. This is how it's going to go. Anyways, they're one of the top tag teams of the last, like, five years. You just – this should be, like, fireworks. And it was still a great match. It was still really good. still a really good match. But I think, what you know, uh, last time we saw the Young Bucks on pay-per-view was that crazy, insane ladder match against the Lucha Bros. But, again, that was the blow-off. Yeah. Um, when the blow off between XLAX and Young Bucks happen, it's going to be it's going to be off the charts. I almost yeah. said lights out, but that's a stipulation. AEW, I don't know if it's going to be Correct. a lights out match. Yeah, probably not. Uh, it's going to be off the charts. Yeah. Again, they're not going to give you everything. It's like if they gave, if if you went to dinner had like a five course meal mm-hmm. and for appetizer they gave you the fillet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be weird. Well, I mean, it's like I just you just what gave am me I a rich. What am I a billionaire? You just gave me six asses of fillet. What do I care about the rest of the meal for? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. what they give you a little cracker with a little hunk of like cheese or something on it. Yeah, it's to is to is to excite the palate. So, anyways, yeah, I thought the women's title match, the uh, men's title match, and then of course that awesome crazy hardcore match at the yeah. end. Yeah. I thought those were all worth price of admission. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so uh, so yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a killer pay per view. It was really good stuff. I mean, look, here's the thing, man. You know, all in, all out, uh, double or nothing. Uh, all those are pay per views that AEW was setting their company up, so they had to basically take over it every single time. You know, uh, now we're in the rhythm of of AEW and like you said you can't you can't serve up the fillet for your opener yeah. uh but still i mean just there there wasn't a bad match on the no, card no. and i don't recall any like big botches or anything uh a lot of cool stuff going yeah, down yeah i don't recall any of that either but uh but yeah no i thought it was uh, i thought it was a killer card it was fun it, it was, was fun, a lot of fun. It, uh, you briskly know, paced advanced some stories mm-hmm. AEW has set the bar so high for themselves yeah. I mean, it's like, honestly, it's, it's, it's similar to like takeovers. It's like, mm-hmm. if you do anything but like a five-star match at a takeover, it's going to be like underwhelming because yeah. the bar has been set so high exactly. or the exactly. G1 for that. Match. And, but uh, before we get to the, the, the match-by-match breakdown, uh, storyline developments, uh, most prominently at the conclusion of the Cody-Jericho bout. Mm-hmm. Um, we can debate whether it's too soon or not. MJF. Swerve Cody. So I think, I think I'll put it this way. You can go backwards. The, this Cody match maybe should have happened later for the MJF turn not to have been too soon, but under the circumstances, it was the perfect time for the turn because this, what else is Cody going to do? He's got, you know, this is a title match where if he loses, he doesn't get to fight for the title again, 
And that's such a big giant thing that that has to be the thing MJF turns on him for. Mm-hmm. Um, within the grand scheme of things, was it too soon? Yeah, if they would have pushed, unless they would, they they should have probably pushed the Cody thing down further a bit, and then the turn would have been like I'll, timely. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, I would have definitely thought it was too soon if they had done it in the same fashion as WWE would have done it, which is that MJF uh, 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 directly and violently cost Cody the match. If it been a situation where a shot, a move from MJF directly led to Cody losing, mm-hmm. I mean, like, all right, A, that's just how WWE does it. B, it feels too soon. Mm-hmm. But the way they executed it, where MJF throws in the towel on Cody's behalf because he's worried he's getting beat up too much. And you look at Cody, he looks beat up. Yeah, He's in the lion tamer. Jericho stomping on his head. Yeah. MJF is like, all right, I don't want to see my friend go through this anymore. And then he gets in the middle of the ring. He's on his knees pretty much uh, begging Kobe, Cody's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And then Cody's like, okay, it's, I'm upset. I didn't tap out. I lost because of you, but you're my friend. I, I, I will come to grips with it. Pulls him up, and then MJF kicks him with the balls. Yeah. It felt more effective. You got Because there was a little mini swerve inside the larger swerve. Yeah, because like obviously throwing in the towel was part of the swerve. Yeah, it was exactly. Yeah, I mean it, it would have been one thing perhaps if because I like that you can easily ascribe the motivation of MJF as being I don't want I don't want to say like a Cato Kalen type like a mooch, but mm-hmm. definitely somebody who likes to be around power. Yeah, and when he sees that power, I mean Cody was obviously losing that match. Like yeah, that was yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. no comeback to be had. Yeah, um, in his eyes, at least, mm-hmm. he saw that as being the writing on the wall. And it's a, at that point, it's like, well, you can't challenge for the title anymore. You lost your power. I mean, he's not like fired from being yeah, yeah, management. yeah, yeah. But in terms but, of being top dog in the company, like, yeah, the it's yeah. like, dude, you're you're just now you're just a dead body to me. Uh, so I'm just gonna do this now. Like the match is over, toss in the towel, mm-hmm. and then get you know move along with with yeah. my next step. Yeah, and I really liked how Cody sold it in the ring after he gets kicked in the in the front area. Yeah, he's not like holding his crotch like he's in agonizing pain. He's just laying in the middle of the ring, eyes open, staring at the ceiling, just subtly shaking his head. No, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was good stuff. That was really good stuff. Because mm-hmm. even it was like even Cody's like, yeah, well, this is gonna happen. Just yeah, sucks it happened here. Yeah, I know. He's probably <laughs> saying it had to happen here. Probably shouldn't have had him be my corner guy. Yeah, pretty much. You mean bring DDP out or something? You know, <laughs> right? You yeah. Trust DDP. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, anyways, let's start with the buy-in, the kickoff show. One match: B. Priestley versus Britt Baker. Leave this match. They uh, they ran that promo. That awesome promo that. So Britt there was did. a really good uh, B uh, uh, Britt Baker promo. Uh, there was a B Priestley, a similar B Priestley promo where she responds. Um, wasn't quite as powerful as the Britt Baker one. The Britt Baker one's great because that was so good. That was so good. Yeah, she was science to tell us how she was gonna rip B Priestley's jaw off. It was mm-hmm. great. And yeah, it was a decent enough match. Yeah, uh, Britt just said on Twitter though that she has the flu. So she does match with flu. Oh my gosh! So hopefully she, she her finisher should have been like she has the mandible claw. Oh, coughing, <laughs> yeah, starts coughing in the mouth. In, in, yeah, in B's mouth. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Britt's looking to end it early. She tries for lockjaw. B fights it off. Uh, stomps on Britt, and from that point on, for a while, B is in control. Uh, she locks in some body scissors on Britt. Britt eventually fights out, uh, and then there's a double clothesline spot, and they cut Darby Allen sitting in the crowd. Yeah, he didn't like get involved or anything. He's no. just sitting in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great if he had some popcorn. 
Oh, I know. Break character a little bit. Have I some know. popcorn. I know. Uh, after that, Britt hits a neckbreaker, gets two. She hits a superplex, uh, then goes for a second suplex off that. B fights out. Then she goes for a knee. B does. Uh, Britt responds with a cutter, goes for a pin, gets a two. But B reverses her pin into a pin of her own. She gets a two. B uh, should incorporate a V trigger into her repertoire because you can call it either a B trigger, a B trigger, or I don't know, a running B. Well, that's what the knee that she was going for was a, was a, was a B trigger, if you will. Um, anyways, B or hits a running a, B. B hits a German suplex, then a capture suplex that gets her two count. And then B goes and kind of like an STF type move. Mm-hmm. Brick gets the ropes. Uh, B hits a double stomp off the top. This part, this part was great. Double stomp off the top while Britt's on the apron. Gets her back uh, inside the ring. It only gets her two, though. Uh, B puts Britt up in the electric chair position. Uh, Britt gets out of it. Ripcord elbow. Follows the destroyer. Mm-hmm. Not enough to win, though. Uh, Britt again goes for lockjaw. B reverses into a roll-up. Britt kicks out. Britt hits, hits a kick. Follows with lockjaw. B has to tap at this point. So she's in the ring. She's uh, so she leaves, uh, and then Awesome Kong comes down mm-hmm. with Brandy. Yeah, so she, I really like how they did like her like they put the lights out or something. Lights come back on. Awesome Kong's up there, and then Brandy had been behind her the entire time. Steps out from because Awesome mm-hmm. Kong is so big. Mm-hmm. So she comes down. She produces a freaking knife, and it's like a really cool well, for, Assassin's first, Creed looking knife first, too. Back fist. Oh yeah, Judas effect straight to uh, B Priestley. Yeah, lays her out, and then goes down. And uh, 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 Awesome Kong takes the knife and cuts a giant lock of uh, B Priestley's hair and then smells it, rubs it on her face and a little bit. And then she has like a belt around her waist with other pieces of hair on it. Yeah, she's going around collecting hair samples. Yeah. She wants some DNA. And then she drops her. She hands the, the knife back to Brandy, drops her. I don't know what her, she calls a fairytale ending, but it's like Chompa's finisher, mm-hmm. fairytale ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's after the fairytale ending. That's when she uses the knife on a on a bee's hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thus concludes the buy-in. That's cool, man. Like I'm assuming this isn't really going to lead to a bee versus awesome Kong. Thing I feel like this is more like awesome just going out destroying. Right. Yeah. Destroying people, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, anyways, after that we had um, a terrific uh, Young Bucks versus uh, LAX match. Yeah, it kicked off the main card. Yeah, Rock and Roll Express. We're sitting at NWA zone. And it was uh, right where Darby Allen was sitting. They took Darby Allen's seats. He just wanted to, he just wanted to watch the women's match. He was like, the kickoff. This is where I'm going to be for a little while. The kickoff. I'll I'll hang out here during the kickoff. This is how the buy-in goes, huh? Yeah. Cool. Let's have a seat. Got my popcorn. Got my hot dog. (laughs) Exactly. And then Ricky Morton comes over. Oh, looking at his ticket. Uh, Excuse me, son. Uh, I think this might be my seat. It's like I'm Darby's. Oh. No, Darby's all. Oh, the main card's starting. Yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> I like. I'm the, just here for the buy-in. I like the groan. Ah, oh, fine, old man. Fine, fine, old man. Sorry, I walked on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I skateboarded in your driveway. I know. In your empty pool. I know. Sorry, I kicked my ball over your over the fence. <laughs> Smashed your fern. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, bell rings. There's like dual hockey fights that start breaking out. And they're just like 
grabbing each other, punching. Mm -hmm. uh, Rick Knox, who's the referee for this match, eventually breaks it up. Uh, Ortiz is tossed to the barricade. Santana it, it goes to this corner for a tag, but there's no Ortiz there. Mm -hmm. He can't tag anybody in. He's not there. And then Matt hits him with an arm drag. Uh, eventually, Ortiz gets back on the apron. Santana tags him in. Uh, Young Bucks maintain control through all that. Uh, and then at one point, it was kind of confusing, cause maybe because I wasn't quite paying attention well enough. Uh, Santana goes to tag in, and Rick Knox is like, no, it doesn't count. Like he had his back turned or something to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if ref did see it, it didn't happen. Yeah, I guess not. It's like tree falling. There's this great bit where X, where XLEX. So you got Ortiz with the Boston Crab on Nick, I think, or Matt. And then Santana puts the other young buck in uh, Goria Special. Yeah. And then hovers over the young buck in the Boston Crab. Yeah. And while having one young buck in Goria Special does a chin lock on the young buck in the Boston Crab. That was pretty great. Yeah, it was pretty, it was it was like a, a Stevie Bradley, I think, in chat during the live stream called it a human centipede. Kind of, Wasn't yeah. quite the mechanics of a human centipede. That's, of course, ass to mouth. There's no, none of that as far as I'm aware. Mouth, I'm not aware. I'm not aware mouth. that was the situation here. Yeah. Anyways, this is when the story of the match really started coming through, and that was uh, Santana Ortiz uh, concentrating their, a lot of their offense on Nick Jackson's leg. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, 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 injury he was selling uh, even uh, at the conclusion of the show. True. Um, or that wasn't a sell job. He was actually just limping around. Could be. This is a pretty, I mean, this is a pretty exhaustive match. Especially right this bit where Nick's on the apron. He's looking to kick Ortiz, who's ringside. Ortiz moves. And so Nick just kicks the ring post. Dong. And then Ortiz sweeps his leg. And then Nick just face plants mm -hmm. around the apron. There's a lot of face planting in this, yeah, in this on the show. There was a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a Co lot. Yeah, Cody took the gold medal on that one. Though. Yeah, uh, Kenny tried his best. He got the silver for sure. Yeah, he tried. Maybe they'll, they can borrow the tag team uh, medals. <laughs> medals, yeah. There you for go for the face plant award for later go. in the show. Uh, anyways, uh, Ortiz ends up tossing Nick over the barricade, and then Santana follows by tossing Matt into Rock and Roll Express. Ooh, Ooh they are unhappy. They are not happy. Like somebody's it's walked not on the, the last lawn. we have seen of Rock and Roll Express. So uh, 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 Santana Ortiz keep working over uh, Nick's knee. Ortiz hits a dragon screw leg whip, goes for a couple pins. Nick keeps kicking out. Eventually, though, Nick gets the tag to Matt. He hits this great trio of Northern Light Suplex on Santana. And then does two of them consecutively. This was mighty impressive on both Santana and Ortiz. Uh, the Bucks hit risky business. Santana kicks out. Uh, Ortiz pulls Nick off the apron. Uh, and there's this bit where the Bucks later on are going for a Meltzer driver. Uh, of course, Nick, he does the springboard thing. Mm -hmm. He does the springboard. <laughs> and once his feet... Get on the ropes. He falls over. Because his knee gives leg, out. His knee. Yeah. He's been working that over. So yeah. And so that. then uh, Matt is like, hey, come on, Nick. Let's do this. Let's go uh, for more bang for your buck or something. And so he takes Nick and put him, puts him off on the top rope. Um, and then uh, uh, Santana Ortiz, they both super kick Matt, uh, send him into his own corner. And Nick, faced with the conundrum, has to tag himself in. Yeah. So he's in the match now. Uh, Nick spits his gum at Santana. Santana picks it up off the mat and then puts it in his own mouth. What's more gross, that or when Joey Ryan produces a lollipop from his taint and sticks it in somebody's mouth? The, I'll say the gum because most wrestlers wear two pairs of tights. Yeah. So they have the tights that you see and then there's another pair of tights usually with like a thong on it. It's always a possibility exists that that, that that blow pop rests between the two pairs of tights. Yeah. Still kind of gross. Though. It is, but I know that gum has been in somebody's mouth. 
Yeah, that's true. So you'd rather have the dick pop? Guess so. I think I'd rather have the gum. To be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's still gross. I, don't, I mean, I, I choose neither. Yeah. But anyways, and then Santana spits it back at Nick, uh, and then uh, XLAX hit their finishers on uh, Nick for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. XLAX, they win. They go over. They proceed to start beating down the Young Bucks. Uh, Sammy Guevara comes out to the ring. He's he's on his phone. He's, he's vlogging, vlogging the entire he's thing. Vlogging it That's all. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, Do it for the content. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, XLX, get the sock. There's baseballs inside. Yes. Well, there, and also, you did you, you no, failed to mention I mean, They were decked out in Yankee pinstripes. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. I didn't like that. Anyways, Rock and Roll Express, they hop over the barricade. They come in the ring to make the save. We get to see Ricky Morton hit a slingshot destroyer in Santana. That was cool. Yeah, I know. That was neat. And then he follows it up with a suicide dive. Yeah, that was right. To take out Sammy and Ortiz. That was that cool. Was, that was pretty awesome. Before we continue, here's a word from the sponsor of today's show, friendomarket.com. Right now, you can get 20% off your order at friendomarket.com. All you got to do is head over there, use the promo code GEAR. GEAR. That's right. We have not done a promo code. Do you like wearing Frendo merch? I do, yeah. Well, then, you, have you had a discount code ever since we did one of them five-year anniversary shirt sticker packs? Have not. Well, we do now. It's the first time. So if you wanted a 20% discount on that five-anniversary shirt sticker pack, now's time. Use the promo discount code GEAR. GEAR. That's friendomarket.com. Deals. Using the discount code GEAR. Deals. Uh, thanks again to friendomarket.com for sponsoring the show, and you're really helping out going in raw. By going to friendomarket.com. That's F-R-I-E-N-D-O market.com. Thanks for the deals, the promo too. promo code GEAR. Thanks for the deals. Deals. Pete on. <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Next, Pac taking on Hangman Page. Uh, like of all the matches, I felt like this felt most like a, a dynamite match. It took a while to really get going. Yeah. You, you know what I think it is? I mean, yeah, the match itself was, I mean, it was fine. But, like, I feel like the, the, the feud itself hasn't been as hot. I think it got derailed by Pac not, like, first being announced for All In and then not. And then he sort of took the slow road to get back. And by that time, like, he really cared anymore. It's good. It's good stuff. It's cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. But uh, I just feel like it lacked a little bit of the steam that I think it originally would have had. Here's, here's part of the thing, and it's a small thing, but I'm going to mention it because we got to do a podcast like show here. Pac has this obsession with being tossed into the barricade. Yeah, sure. Every match he's had in AEW, at least 30% of the match is either himself or his opponent being tossed into the barricade. Mm-hmm. It's like a hallmark of Pac matches. <laughs> Imagine now. they get together to, to figure out the match, and he's like, okay, so... We start with a you know a lockup. When do you toss me into the barricade? Well, Matt, I wonder if there's a thing is like, well, I could do like an arm bar here, chin lock. No, toss me into the barricade. <laughs> Why? It's more dynamic. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true, Pac. But how it looks it's, so violent. If you do it every week, then it's like it's the same as doing an arm bar or chin lock. It becomes routine. No, it's violent every week. Well, we'll make it even more violent. What, are you gonna like go through the barricade? Yes, great idea. Save that for the pay-per-view. This is for a pay-per-view. <laughs> I mean, metal. Can you are but a man, Pac. Can I glitch through he it? Goes, no, I am not man. I am bastard. I am bastard. So anyways. Anyway, that being said, it was still a fun, perfectly no, fine match. No, it was a fine match. It was a fine match. Uh, Paige starts out fast, and then uh, he tosses Pac from the ring. Guess what happens next? Sends him into the barricade. Toss Pac in the barricade Send a lot. Send me in the barricade. A lot. We're back in the ring. <clears throat> Excuse me. Paige kicks Pac. Uh, Paige shrugs it off. Hits a fallaway slam. Stand, uh, standing shooting star press, but then Pac gets knees up doing, during shooting star press. Uh, and then Pac, sorry, Paige sends Pac from the ring, his suicide dive, gets into what? Uh, the barricade. Barricade uh, tosses Pac back to the ring, couple clothesline. Uh, Paige has the advantage for a while until Pac pokes Paige in the eyes, aye, aye, aye. kicks him in the face a couple times. He is now in control. He try, goes for a Phoenix splash off the second rope. Not the first Phoenix splash we, uh, we're going to talk about today. Uh, uh, misses, though. Page makes comeback, hits a Uranagi on the apron, and then does what? Tosses uh, him into a barricade. Tosses Pac into the barricade. Yeah. <laughs> and follows the moonsault off the top rope. Uh, Page gets Pac back in, uh, goes for a buckshot. Page just keeps on rolling out. Uh, it's like chilling out by a chair in the corner by what? Uh, the barricade. By the barricade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Page like charges towards him. Pac picks him up. Brain buster into the chair. Yeah, and they uh, sort of like run into the barricade while they do that. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and then Paige uh, ends up beating the 10 count because Pac's like, done. Yeah, I'll finish my match. He gets back in the ring, walks right into a missile drop kick that earns Pac a two count. Uh, Pac hits a t- hits a, a instigiri, goes up top. Paige pushes him off, follows with a super fallaway slam. That was pretty cool. Uh, then Paige goes for a buckshot. Pac responds with a super kick. Then German suplex. Uh, Pac goes for Arana. Page says, "No, you eat pop up power bomb instead." The great looking pop up power bomb. Man, it's great, man. Uh, and then Page goes for Dead Eye. Pac fights it off, locks in a brutalizer. Uh, Page starts to fade and just kind of flops over into the ropes. Mm-hmm. 
and then Pac goes up top for her black arrow. Um, uh, misses. Page goes for buckshot. Pac evades. Uh, Pac, Page pushes him into the ref. And then Pac goes for like the mule kick low blow. Yeah. Page catches it. He says, no. Drops Pac with a couple forearms and hits dead eye for the win. Yes. At least 10 instances of Pac getting tossed in the barricade during the course of this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. just loves that. I love getting thrown into the barricades. Mm-hmm. It's so effective mm. because it's right there with the people. It's engagement. I'm a bastard. I'm a bastard, too. So that seemed to be the blow-off of this particular feud, I would suspect, unless Pac is upset. He didn't get to finish this match with a shot to the front area. Well, I can assume, of course, that Mox Kenny was their blow-off. And obviously there's that... No, no, I think Mox is going to go to Tony Khan and say, I beat him in in your lights-out match. Mm. Now give me a a sanctioned match where I can beat him. So it counts. So it counts, yeah. Yes, that would be my guess. That could be. There is still that lingering issue between Pac... And Kenny, yes. And I was going to say Mox. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, I mean, it was a brief thing, but still. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Maybe they'll take that detour. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting six months from now to see just how referential they can get to stuff that happened in the past because they set up a lot of things with a lot of people mm. and you got any number of directions you could take these. That's what's really compelling about it. Yeah, absolutely. Next, Sean Spears taking on bad boy Joey Janela. Uh, get some brawling to start. Joey gets the advantage, rips off Sean Spears' shirt. Uh, Spears rolls out of the ring. Uh, and then Joey, like for a stretch, just keeps getting distracted by Tully Blanchard. Well, he's lingering and he's a horse. And he's like talking to him, talking trash. And then Sean Spears would try to take advantage, just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's kind of hapless to start the match. A little bit. Lost his shirt. Mm-hmm. Tully was distracting Joey just as much as Sean, or Sean just as much as Joey, it seemed like. Anyways, so Joey sends Sean Spears out of the ring uh, with the Hurricane Rana, uh, hits kick, uh, and then jumps off the apron. And then Spears catches him, drops him the power slam ringside. And then Spears starts working over Joey's lower back. Uh, rams him to the, the ring post, I think. Hits some forearms on it. Uh, Spears is in control. Uh, and then he uh, drops Joey on the apron with a belly-to-back suplex. Joey tries to make a comeback. Instead, Spears just tosses him out of the ring. And Joey does one of those flops Oh, out my God, Where yeah. he goes head, head over heels backwards, and his lower back hits the edge of the apron. <laughs> Yeah. Which, in terms of the story being told in the match, it's great. Yeah, but that's works gonna, effectively. That's gonna catch. Yeah, it looks up. like it hurts though. No kidding. Um, so uh, Sean Spears removes the cover from the 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 piece of metal that connects the ring post to the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. So it takes that off, and underneath there, I guess, was the tag rope. Yeah. And so this was a cool bit. This it was very cool. creative. Yeah. So Joey's in the corner, and so Sean Spears ties Joey's hair in a ponytail, basically, essentially using the tag rope, so yeah. Joey can't. Pull himself free. Yeah. Hits him a couple punches. Runs back. Charges. Joey hits him with a couple kicks. Fends him off. Eventually, Joey pulls his hair uh, out of that predicament. Goes for a drop kick. Uh, Spears moves, however. Locks in a sharpshooter again. Working that lower back. Mm-hmm. Joey eventually gets the rope. So. Joey hits a super kick. Start to come back. Follows some strikes. Uh, corner kicks. Then a running knee. Goes for another. And, sh- and then Spears gets out of the ring. Joey hits a somersault senton off the top to the floor. Um, back in the ring, Joey goes up top again. Uh, Sean meets him up there, tosses him off, gets a two count. Ooh, tosses him off. Joey tosses Spears out of the ring, falls with suicide dive, more kicks. 
Then a clothesline to the back of his head, a suplex. That gets him a two count. And then Joey grabs the wrist. Danielson stomps. Yeah, those are an ugly. They're great. Tully hops up on the apron uh, uh, for a momentary distraction. Joey goes to the top rope. Sean knocks him off and then like hit, picks him up. Backbreaker on the top turnbuckle. Uh, Tully's on the apron again. And while the ref is dealing with that, Sean goes over to the, to the turnbuckle, opposite turnbuckle, takes the cover off, throws it in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. And he wanders back over. Earl's like, oh. Distracted. There's a turnbuckle cover off. I don't know how this happened. Not paying attention to the action. He goes to tie that back on. So Sean goes down, and, and he and Tully – uh, hit a, a pile driver. Mm-hmm. So what happens is Sean gets pile driver. Tully ju- jumps off the ring steps. More pressure downward yeah. on that pile driver on the floor. Yeah, man. And then Sean Spears hits a Death Valley driver for the win. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Number one, I like that Sean Spears uh, picked up a win here. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of surprised, but uh, yeah. I mean, I hope this feud continues. The guy tried to literally chop Joey Janela's tongue out of his mouth. That's dark. That that requires several matches. Yes, in my and opinion. I think due to Tully's interference. Sure. Yeah. And constant distractions. Yeah. Uh, Joey would be justi- justified in requesting and being granted another match for sure. Yeah. Against Sean Spears. Mm-hmm. Next, we had a Kip Sabian interview. Uh, he's asked. Golden Boy asked him, "What's with the change of attitude?" And Kip's uh, just kind of a dick to him. Yeah. There's a couple funny lines in this, though. Yeah, here and there. And then uh, he said, you know, you got to make alliances. I've been here long enough to know, so you got to you know, find some friends. I thought I had I that. I with- got here. I said everybody's, like, clicking up. Yeah. And uh, I found that with the H2, hybrid two TH2, guys. H2, yeah. Didn't work out in the first go around. So, and then he starts waving. Yeah. And then walks Penelope Ford. He's like, yeah, I've got myself my own little faction here. Which, yeah. I mean, they're just a couple, I guess. Yeah. So. And then she says, why be bad when you can be super bad? Of course, that's Kip Sabian's thing. He's super yeah, bad. He's Kip super Sabian. Bad. And Penelope and Joey Janela used to be uh, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so why be bad as a bad boy? Yeah. You'd be super bad. You'd be super bad. Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian, yeah. He's more bad. Super bad. He's a super bad. He's a super badest. After that, we had Private Party versus, versus Lucha Bros versus SCU. Another fun match. Um, as you kind of had predicted, Private Party uh, was around to eat the pin here. Yeah, there were some fun spots, and they definitely gave Private Party uh, several showcase moments. Um, and Ray Phoenix is incredible. This is a great moment. He is absolutely next level. Where uh, several great moments like Scorpio Sky and and Kazarian both hit cutters on Peeps and then transition to Dragon Sleepers. I can't get enough of that. Yeah. No. Uh, but there's a great moment where it starts off with Kazarian. That's maybe like halfway through the match. Uh, hits a springboard Rana on uh, Pentagon, sends him to the floor, both into the floor. And then Mark Quinn uh, follows with a corkscrew tope. And then Scorpio Sky goes for some sort of, he's like priming for like a suicide dive or something or a tope. He's the kick from Phoenix. And then Quinn, sorry, Cassidy falls with a, a corkscrew Pescado. And then Phoenix takes everyone out, everyone out with one of those things where he's jumping on the ropes a couple times. Corkscrew splash of his own. He, it was just bang, 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 like bang. He's more comfortable stuff. walking on ropes than he Man. is on the ground. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, and then Kazarian hits it, assisted DDT on Phoenix. He and Scorpio Sky team up on that. Uh, Pentagon breaks it up. Private Party tosses Pentagon from the ring. Uh, Mark Quinn tags himself in. 
private party clearhouse again. There's a couple instances where they got the hot tag, mm-hmm. got tagged in. Just clearhouse. Uh, Quinn hits a shooting star press. That gets him a two count. Private party goes for their finisher, gin and juice. SCU blocks it. Then SCU hits their finish mm-hmm. to get the win. Yep. And then Lucha Brothers attack after the bell. Pentagon goes get a chair. Sets up uh, Kaz for the package pile driver, I believe. Lights go out. Come back up. There's the Spider-Man meme. Spider-Man meme, but with Penta. And then it, uh, and he ends up in the angel's wings on Phoenix. And it's Christopher Daniels, the fallen angel. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So fallen angel is back, and he was warding off uh, Penta and Phoenix. And he told Scorpio Sky, like right in front of the camera, hey, hold me back. And then Scorpio Sky did this, and he was yeah. like, look at you. <laughs> yeah. He also said, I'm effing back. Yeah. He screamed it. So that was good. So, yeah, well in advance of his projected time frame of two months. It was six to eight weeks, and it's yeah. been like two. Yeah. What's up with that? Does it's he all have, fake. Does he have John, fake, John Cena healing factor? I, well, I mean, he's like Hyperbaric old. chamber. He's super old, and he looks great, so maybe. But also, it's possible that, you know, maybe the whole thing was work. I don't know. What? Yeah, it could be. You don't think so? They wouldn't lie to us about a diagnosis, sure would they? they would. And he was a pinch nerve. I don't think pinch nerves can keep anybody out for six to eight weeks. Yeah. I mean, he's just sort of a minor annoyance. Kind of. Yeah. He just rests for a couple weeks probably, and I think you're good. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. That's what I'm thinking, man. Uh, next, this match was and awesome. And also, he's a fallen angel. Like, he's supernatural. He was supposed to be the higher power. He's like that dude we played basketball again today. against today. He's like 52 years old, but he looked like 30. Yeah, man. If that. Yeah. It was weird. I never would have thought he, thought he was 52 still, years old. That's weird. I find that inspiring. I find it creepy because that dude is like, we literally played an immortal today. He didn't look anything like 52. Mm-mm. Like, you're way past the ability to do that. Oh, I'd never had the ability to play <laughs> as well as he did. I'm not that I'm even playing. I'm just saying, like, your general look. Like, my God, he's 52 years old and he looked like he was in his like yeah, early yeah. 30s. Yeah, yeah. That was bizarre. I look way older than early, early 30s. I'm like, I can't compete against supernatural beings anymore. I'm retiring. I'm anymore. I don't think you ever could. No, probably not. But I had never encountered one before so until you're, today. You're setting the bar way too high. Like I didn't realize that supernatural beings were playing basketball on the court. Anybody compete with supernatural beings? Exactly. So why even try? Oh I'm retired from basketball. See, no, Next up, inspiring. if he's 52 year out there, 52 years old, and every weekend out there playing ball and playing great, I find that inspiring. You know who's inspiring? Emmy Sakura in this match against Riho. Yeah, she's terrific. She is terrific. They're both terrific. As is Riho. That freaking coup de gras was insane. Yeah, man. Holy crap. This spot was great though. Early on, uh, Emmy uh, Beals Riho. She goes for another, and Io just like does a handstand flip out of it, uh, and then leaps towards Emmy. Emmy catches her, drops her with a huge power slam. The whole part was great. There's mm-hmm. also many great bits in this. Uh, I gotta mention this also. Uh, Eve Pro Wrestling. Uh, is going through their She Won tournament right now. Uh, you can find their YouTube channel on YouTube. Uh, just look up Eve Pro Wrestling. You'll find it. Uh, but uh, they had day one today. It was, uh, it was terrific. Uh, Millie McKenzie was in that, and she's like one of my favorites. Oh, she's great. Uh, but they also, at uh, their, during their intermission, they reran a match with uh, Emmy Sakura because she trained like a bunch of the people that come through Eve. Mm. Um, and uh, it was really, really fun. That's so cool. she's got like... It, one of the cool things, I mean, this was something that I had said early on with AEW after I saw that first Yoshi match, is that they're sort of giving a lot of exposure to uh, people like uh, Emi Sakura. And now, like, that she has more of a, uh, her profile's been raised, 
you start to learn, oh, wow, she's had like a really, really big influence on a lot of wrestlers mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Riho, in this match particularly. Yeah, it was about the teacher-student dynamic. Yeah. Totally. Actually, had the video package preceding this match that went into that in, in more depth. Sure. Uh, Emmy hit the first of many fun splashes uh, through the ropes, essentially, and sends Riho off the apron. Uh, and that's when Riho hit that huge double stomp off the top right on the apron. So Emmy's kind of like bent over, and, and Riho stomps her and like sends her pancakes her yeah. into the, into the apron. That, was right. that looked great. And then follows with a knee to the back of Emmy's head, goes for the cover, Emmy kicks out. Uh, Riho transitions to a single leg crab. Emmy gets the ropes. Um, so Emmy hits like a reverse neck breaker, tries to get the crowd into it, doing the Freddie Mercury thing. Corner fun splash. Man, that corner fun, fun splash from Emmy. It's terrific. Fantastic. She does the rolling uh, Romero special thing again. Um, maintains control for a while until Riho hits drop toe hold. 619. Uh, top rope crossbody only gets her a two, though. Um, uh, Riho hits corner, corner knee, charges Emmy. Uh, she hits a, this part was great. Yeah. A tilt the world backbreaker, mm-hmm. then like a, a pendulum backbreaker. And then she goes up, you think she can do a Vader bomb. But she dis- she stomps on Riho's arm. She yeah. She turns like she goes. She does like the Vader bomb thing. But instead of landing, the, you know, flat, she stomps like you said on Riho's arm, ah. and it looked devastating. It looked like it hurt, and then yeah. she did it again. But this time, like twisted midair, did a senton. Oh man, it was something else. Very man. creative. Very creative. Yeah, uh, that only got a two count. Um, later on, they're trading strikes, and then Riho starts dropping a bunch of forearms, uh, uh, drop kicks Emmy. Emmy follows with a slap, goes for another strike, Riho ducks, hits a roll through, but then double stomp, follows with Norman Lights, that gets her a two. Uh, Riho goes for the double knees, Emmy dodges, uh, Riho hits a double stomp off the second rope, then follows it up with a double stomp off the top rope, and Emmy just does a kick out. Mm-hmm. She bridges out. Yeah, of that. that was crazy, that was awesome. That was great. And then Emmy, soon thereafter, hits a huge Saito suplex. Mm-hmm. And then does like a thing where she has it like a butterfly thing and kind of like Lashley's Dominator thing, but it's butterfly. It was crazy. Riho can only get her foot on the rope. Uh, and then Emmy goes for fairy tale ending. Riho escapes, goes for the knees. And there's like a bunch of roll ups all in bang, 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 bang. It's super fast. Yeah. And near falls. Uh, and it kind of concludes with Riho uh, kind of bouncing off the rope in the crucifix pin and then spinning around Emmy into like more Threw of a standard roll up. Yeah. For the win, yeah, it was, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. It was boy, it's just, it's a, it's a breath of fresh mm-hmm. air to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrific. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. After that, we had Cody versus Chris Jericho for the AEW title. Sixty minute time limit. Your judges revealed. Yes, Horseman Dean Malenko. Yeah, Horseman Arn Anderson. The great Muda. Yeah. No RoboCop to be found. Unfortunately. No Yeti to be found. No Ding Dongs. No Ding Dongs. No Red, White, and Blue Sting. No Surfer Sting, yeah. No Lex Luger. No. He was at StarCast. Yeah, I know. Sting was at StarCast. Yeah. RoboCop was at StarCast. Magnum TA at StarCast, too. Where were these judges? Not there. Arn Anderson should have recused himself because he helped Cody win. That's why he's there. That's Sean I Spears told you match. that. I told you that. They tried to make a point of saying that Arn had beef with Dusty, and that may be true, but you mentioned that. Uh, I think one of the reason they chose Dean and Arn is because Dean has history with one Chris Jericho going back to WCW. Man of a thousand oh, holes. that's like 30,000 years ago. They brought that up 
on oh, the broadcast. Well, JR did because he has no idea what no, else this is to so, say. This is, a, this is a little story thread. So you think going into this, oh, if this goes to the judges, uh, Dean's probably, you know, like he, he has previous beef with Jericho. He might give Cody his vote because of that. Arn helped out Cody. Oh, Arn might give Cody the edge because they have a, 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 a thing. I don't know about Great Buddha. I don't know if he has he any history care. with Jericho. <laughs> but but that's, that's, that's immaterial because Cody wins the 2-1 two, two if it goes to the judges. They should have they gone with uh, RoboCop, obviously. He'd been impartial. Yeah, exactly. He's a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little more of a cyborg. Um, this is, you know, so I thought it was a great choice of judges because you think, oh, wow, I mean, if this goes to the judges, like not to say definitively they would, they would you know, lean towards Cody, but... You can see why they would. Yeah, that was it's all bad, man. Cody's the boss, and obviously he's got a say in these judges. Stacking the deck in his favor. I don't like it. You put it that way, too. Uh, he should have gone and got RoboCop. Uh, this match went around 40 minutes, and then yeah. the main event went around 40 minutes. Yeah, it was like 38, 46, I think, the main yeah. event, which considering what they did, ow. I love it, though, man. Two really long matches, and neither one at any time was I not fully engrossed in the mm-hmm. matches mm-hmm. for completely different reasons. Um, Cody, I know, I I no longer he completely has the benefit of the doubt as far as I'm concerned. He can get up there and say, "Hey, uh, you know, whoever's next opponent is MJF. We're gonna take this super old school five hours. I know. Catch as catch can, best two and I'll be falls. like, okay, I know. cool. I'm sure he's gonna make it compelling. The best storyteller of this generation right yeah, now is right, Cody yeah, Rhodes. Definitely, definitely. So even uh, so Cody's making his entrance. He's there alone. He's kind of looking around a little bit, laughing. And you even made the joke like, oh, Steve or uh, Cody, he's like the, his imaginary friends up there on stage. Someone cracked the joke. But then MJF, poof. He just appeared. We should have, to- I, I told you this when the show was happening. It's like, oh, MJF, he's wearing a black suit. Oh, somebody mentioned that in chat. Yeah. They're like, he's totally healing he's up. He's totally healing up. Yeah, on. he's got a black suit on. Um, uh, early on, also, Jericho's over there messing with the judges at the table, namely Dean Malenko. I love that. I do, I do absolutely love that they let Jericho and Malenko go at each other have a little, a little moment bit. i know because that was really when anybody thinks of what the best of jericho and wcw was armbar it it goes to that it goes yep. to his first list yep. which is his list of moves yep uh so it had some decent back and forth uh tide really turned when cody clotheslines jericho over the top rope and it kind of seemed like jericho forgot the stage was there when he landed yeah but just wait so cody follows up with like a slingshot dive <laughs> You know, the sucky thing about this, I don't think they replayed they this. Did, they did. They did? They did. Because when it happened, Jericho was sort of in the foreground of the shot. So it blocked impact. So you don't see the impact. But and apparently, maybe I was just marking out too hard. Did. What did it look like on replay? Oh, it looked like he landed right in his, right in his eye, like right in his eyebrow. He gets up, and there is a gash the size of, like, Montana. It's maybe an inch and a quarter oh wide. Oh, my God, it was huge. But it's not straight across. It's got a little bit like of a, a U-shape to yeah. it. Yeah. Right above his eye. And it was deep. It was deep. Yeah. He's going to need some stitches. So immediately it was just, you know. It was bleeding. The bleeding everywhere. To him. But whether he was in t- it was it was intended for him to, to bleed or not, again, great visual. Oh. And you think, he, too. I guarantee he had a razor tuck somewhere. Somewhere. He was going to bleed during that match. It was just, I guess, fortuitous. That he, you know, face planted, shotgunned his face on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's great because you like you think, okay, well, there's a target for Jericho to go after with the Judas effect now. Yeah, yeah, right there. yeah. Um, and so uh, after that happens, of course, the doctors are attending to him. Uh, Jake Hager, who uh, accompanied Chris Jericho to ringside, tosses a chair in the ring. Jericho's having a seat, chilling out for a bit while they're mm. trying to get the blood stopped, and they end up kicking Cody in the face. 
Uh, and he's in control for quite a while. Um, at one point, Jericho sends him from the ring, and uh, uh, Hager attacks him. And uh, eventually, Hager wanders off, and Cody's this like this whole time he's like, "Don't just stop, don't stop the, match. the match. Just do not don't stop. stop the match. Whatever you do, don't stop the match." Bit of foreshadowing, if you will. Uh, Cody eventually makes a comeback with some punches or tries to. Jericho uh, ends that with uh, kitchen sink. Same scenario later on. Uh, this time, Cody uh, tries to make a comeback. Goes for a moonsault, misses. Jericho goes for the cover, uh, gets two. Uh, Jericho uh, avoided a Cody drop kick. Next time he tried for a comeback, goes for a line salt. Cody gets his knees up. He follows that with an os cutter. They kept on calling the diamond cutter, but he springboarded off the ropes. An os cutter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that gives him a two count. <laughs> the endless battle between. I feel like Shivani. So Shivani wasn't there. He's calling a Georgia Bulldogs game. Yeah. Uh, I do kind of feel though, like if you look at their work together as a as a trio yeah. on Dynamite, Shivani's kind of the lubricant, you know? Yeah, because there's a lot of sniping back and forth between uh, Jr. about moves. Like there was, yeah. I tried when it was this match where Cody hits an Alabama slam, and Excalibur called it something else, mm-hmm. and then for like a good minute, Jr. was harping on him about it. Yeah, and Excalibur's like, "Oh, an Alabama slam," yeah. and Jr. goes, "Ding, ding, 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 ding." Oh God, how did Excalibur not? Go Jimmy Havoc on him. I don't know, man. Um, anyway, so after that us cutter two count, uh, Cody hits a disaster kick. That sends Jericho from the ring. Uh, Jericho, though, eventually pretty quickly comes to Rams Cody into the ring post back first. Uh, and then uh, they wander over to where Cody's mom is sitting ringside. And Cody's mom slaps Jericho. Mm-hmm. And then says, F you. Yeah. yeah. And then Cody spears him. Uh-huh. And then gives his mom a hug. Uh, yes. Oh, the Alabama spot, Alabama slam spot. That gets him a two count. He puts in the figure four, reverse pressure, reverses the reversal. Uh, uh, Cody gets the ropes. And when he gets the ropes, Hager pie faces him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets on the apron, starts talking trash to Cody. Cody's like WTF, man. Uh, and then J- Cody sends Jericho into Hager, knocks Hager off the apron. He, Cody, rolls up Jericho. That gets him a two count. But when Jericho kicks out, he sends Cody towards the rope. So Hager clocks Cody. Yeah. And ref Aubrey Edwards is like, all right. You're done. That's enough. Hager, you're out of here. So uh, MJF comes over, starts doing this. Bye-bye, talks trash. Hager lays him out. And so there's a big to-do about getting Hager out of the ringside area. Maybe it's just like, hey, we got to help him up get this giant stage ramp thing we got going here. Mm -hmm. So the ref is distracted. Meanwhile, Jericho goes and grabs the AEW title, hits Cody with it. And then Cody does a uh, sorry Jericho does a full on Eddie Guerrero thing, tosses the belt aside, lays on his back. It was great, yeah. And then he even like brings his head up for a second to see if where I know. Audrey is. It yeah. was great. Uh, he eventually goes for the cover once Aubrey gets back in the ring. Uh, uh, cover uh, and Cody kicks out. Goes for a Judas effect. Cody catches it, hits crossroads. We're like, yeah, Cody has a chance. No, Jericho <clears throat> kicks out. And then Cody uh, 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 goes full dusty, punches. Bionic elbow goes to the pin, two count. Uh, he goes for another disaster kick. Jericho responds with code breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody kicks out, however. And then that's when Jericho takes off his weight belt and starts beating the heck out of Cody. I'm with the it. man. Um, Jericho goes to the top. Cody hits him with a drop kick. Goes for uh, Rana on the top. Jericho catches it, drops him down the mat, locks in walls of Jericho. Uh, Cody fights, gets the ropes. Jericho releases the hold. Uh, and Jericho gets in the face of the ref, starts talking trash, pushes her. Mm-hmm. She pushes him back. Yep. 
right into a roll from Cody that gets two. But then Jericho locks in a deep, like he's doing WCW, a line Yeah, tamer. yeah, yeah. He got and the knee on the lock. back. Yeah, before yeah. that, he starts stomping on Cody's head. Yeah. He has, a, he has it in, and he starts stomping the head, and he puts the knee back on. Oh, right in the lower back. And Cody, I mean, at this point, Cody, you're done. You're yeah. done. Yeah. MJF sees the writing on the wall, throws in the towel. Jericho retains. Cody can no longer, until they write it, uh, Cody can no longer uh, uh, challenge for the title. Yeah. Uh, inner Circle come to the stage to celebrate with some Jericho and some bubbly. Bubbly. Uh, MJF uh, gets in there with Cody. Uh, he's really emotional. He's on his knees pleading for forgiveness. Yeah, Cody's keep, he keeps on saying, I didn't give up, I didn't give up. Cody helps him up, kind of with a sh- handshake, he brings him up, and then uh, MJF uh, kicks him in the balls. Yeah, and then MJF w- walks up the stage, he stands on the, walks up the ramp, stands at the top of the stage, and there's a dude who looks like Oni Lorcan in the crowd, throws like a beer or something at him. And thanks to... Fightful Select, oh. by the way, a terrific yes, by all uh, means, sub on Patreon. Do do that. Independent do sign up for it. So I'm gonna go ahead and toss this out there. This is just a little bit of the kind of stuff that you get from Fightful Select. We're not like this is not, they're not like buying ad time here or anything, but they are a valuable, valuable yes. resource yes. to the show here. Yes. Uh, independent wrestler Alan Angels has confirmed that he's the person who hit MJF with the big cup of water at AEW Full Gear. He wrestles next weekend at Primetime Pro Wrestling and competes around the Georgia area. Yeah, so, I thought it was probably a plant. And then why so is on Unfortunately, them? he'll never wrestle in AEW, though. No. Well, I mean, I <laughs> thought joke. Yeah, that's, but they were still wise to send security over and escort him out. No, that's awesome because that's what you should do because that's what happened if it's real and mm-hmm. they wanted it to look real, and yep. it really did. Yep. So that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. That was so MJF stuff. has got the, has got the nuclear heat, heat on him right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Finally, our main event. Oh boy. Lights out. Oh, Kenny Omega wow. versus John Moxley. So before the match, you were you were just coming back in, I think, from the uh, bathroom. Using the restroom, yes. And uh, Justin Roberts says the lights are about to go out, and when they come back on. AEW will no longer be responsible for what's about to happen. Interesting. And then, like, the main lights go out. So you just see it's like fiend lights. Mm-hmm. And then the regular the lights come back on. And at that point, AEW has been it Ooh, and ain't in it. Washes their hands of anything that's going to happen. Yep. And boy, a lot happened. A lot happened. A lot of brutal stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny, isn't, Kenny isn't known to take some chances. Not exactly known for doing the hardcore stuff. No, not really. Uh, uh, more or less, he kept up with Moxley and then some. He seemed to revel in this hardcore stuff. It, it was simultaneously, man, this is a lot of fun. Ow, this really hurts. This really it was hurts, like playing yeah. basketball today. Yeah. yeah. Without any broken glass, however. Yeah. No, there was less of that. Um, things got started in the hardcore area with uh, Mox getting a garbage can from in the ring. Uh, bashes Kenny over the head with the lid. Eventually, though, Kenny drives Mox out of the ring like he did when... Mox first showed up in AEW. Uh, toss him over the guardrail, and this was great. Kenny runs back, sprints, and does a drop kick to Mox, jumping over the guardrail. Yeah, yeah. That was insane. And there's had to be a chair right there. He grabs it, hits Mox with it. It's great. Uh, grabs someone's bud, Budweiser. It was like a tall Punches. boy, too. Yeah. Was, that's like a $20 beer, probably, know, depending man. on the arena you're going There's to. at least two uh, Budweisers that uh, Kenny took to Mox. Um, and then he finds a garbage can. Hits Mox with it, puts it on top of him, climbs up to the the lower bowl, double stomp. Mm-hmm. That was great. He crushed the heck out of that garbage can it too. D- it just got annihilated. It just yeah. disintegrated. Yeah. Eventually, they would work the way back towards ringside. Uh, Kenny goes for like a springboard on the guardrail. Mox pushes him off. 
Uh, and then uh, Mox goes and gets the barbed wire bat. Uh, hits him in the gut, but not with the barbed wire part per se. Goes for a shot with it. Uh, Kenny fan, uh, fends the uh, first attempt off. Uh, Mox eventually lands it. Mm-hmm. And pretty quickly you can tell this isn't some gimmicked barbed wire thing. It mm-hmm. might be the short, super short barbed wire, but uh, there's little bits of blood forming on Kenny's back pretty much immediately. Yeah, yeah. No, that was happening immediately. That was happening immediately. Yeah. Uh, and then Kenny's uh, stomach for, uh, down on the mat. And then uh, Mox takes, puts the bat on his back and then starts stepping and grinding. Yeah. And then he tries to take the bat to Kenny's forehead. Kenny fights it off. Kenny goes for a dragon suplex. And uh, while he's holding him there, Mox takes the bat and starts grinding it on his arm. Mm-hmm. So Kenny releases. And then he ends up hitting Mox with a garbage can and then follows a pile driver on what's left of the can. So Kenny then gets the bat. It's like, no, nah, I don't want this. Tosses it aside. Goes to ringside, pulls a table out, sets it up against the barricade, goes around the corner. Aha. Found his broom. Mm-hmm. Turns around. Because he's posing the stuff for the crowd. He's, yeah, very theatrical. Kenny yeah, and he turns around and Mox throws a garbage can at him. Mox goes for a suicide dive, and then Kenny hits him in the head barbed wire broom. This part was great, because then he's got Mox down on his stomach, and Kenny gets the broom, and he starts sweeping his back with the barbed wire broom, and you can literally see the scratches, and then the blood start to pour. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. At some point, like, I don't know if it was that or what, but at some point, like, the blood just It was started... from the suicide dive. Okay, it was from that, okay. Yeah, because like, he, he probably got some cuts from the, on the back of his head. Oh, my God, yeah, was that was great. nasty. That was, it was a lot. And then he puts the broom on Mox's back and starts stomping on it. Yeah, yeah, Does yeah. a double stomp on yeah. him. Uh, and then he takes the bat to Mox's forehead, uh, follows the drop toe hold onto the barbed wire broom, and then follows with the Kataro Crusher onto the broom. Mm-hmm. Only gets him a two count, though. Yeah. And then Kenny goes, gets another garbage can, sits on the ring post, uh, and does the you can't escape thing. And when he gets in the second turnbuckle for the moonsault, he grabs a garbage can, hits the moonsault with garbage can. Um, and then Kenny goes and brings out a board that's covered in mouse traps. Yeah. And they're all set. So when it's like a goes, big, like, oh, it's huge. It's like at least like a six, like an eight by like, 10 or eight by eight chunk of wood. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It was pretty it's, large. It's pretty big. Yeah. Maybe six by eight. I was thinking like six by eight or six by six. Yeah. It was pretty big. Yeah. Uh, puts it in the ring. Uh, they start trading strikes. Uh, ends with uh, Moxley taking Kenny down with a lariat. And then Mox explexes Kenny onto the mousetrap board. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Mox goes in the ring, gets a box of like this thick, huge gold chain. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's a dinker chain. You know? it. Yeah, a it's a ton of it. Yeah. The links are on it, so like an inch, uh, inch, inch and a half long. Puts it all in like a pile so it's all uneven. It's like a mound of it. Yeah. 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 And then he and then he hits a sidewalk slam on Kenny onto the mm-hmm. chain, and that gets him a two count. Mm-hmm. Follows the neck breaker onto the chain, that gets him a one. Mm-hmm. And then when he kicks out, Mox sits up and starts laughing. Yeah, and he looks right in the camera. That's where we get our thumbnail. Yeah, from. hence the thumbnail. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Mox produces a, a chisel. It to me, it looked like a chisel because it had an edge to it, or and- a screwdriver. It looked like it could be a flathead screwdriver, maybe. I like. I think because of the short handle. I think it was pro- like chisels are really sharp. Yeah. Like I have a chisel at home. It's very sharp. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is probably supposed to be a chisel. Yeah. Although he didn't produce any blood when he ran it across the Mm-mm. top of his Mm-mm. head. Mm-mm. I think maybe a chisel would have done that. Yeah, so, maybe. I don't know. So he, t- he, uh, he starts going after Kenny with it. Uh, Kenny gets some uh, chain, wraps it around his fist, starts punching him. Uh, eventually, uh, Mox kind of rears back in a stabbing motion. Mm-hmm. 
Kenny gets out of the way, so the chisel, screwdriver, whatever, stuck in the top turnbuckle. I think, yeah, it probably was a chisel because it's like that thing literally stabbed it and went in. Yeah, that's, no. that's probably a chisel. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, mocks belly to back, Kenny onto the chain again. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Ow. So uh, Mox wraps some chain around Kenny's throat. He's about to toss him with the, t- uh, the, the top rope. Uh, instead, uh, Kenny escapes, drops Mox with a pair of snapdragons. Sets up for one on the chain, maybe. Mox avoids it, but ends up eating one just on the chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when Kenny wraps the chain around Mox's neck, mm-hmm. tosses him over the top rope, starts choking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually has to release, and Excalibur made a good point of justifying the release, saying the blood on Kenny's hands Made him lose his grip. Slipped out. Yep. Uh, goes for the tope, the Terminator tope. He hits it. And the table he set, set up against Earlier, the barricade. Yeah. Kind of just forgot about. Yeah. They both go through that they both now. both go through that table. It was well done. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny, now it's his turn to go into the ring. He's got a sack He's got a ring. sack. You think thumbtacks. We've seen that a million times. This was brutal, man. He no. pulls out a giant shard of broken glass. Yeah, man. And Excalibur says, that's got to be the glass from that broken table. Yeah. Or he, Kenny uh, just got some glass and that broke paradigm it. shift. Yeah. Either way, symbolically, it was great. Yeah. So he goes to take it to Mox's head at first. Mox kind of fends that off. So instead, Kenny uh, cuts between his fingers. Yeah. Ow. Like a, like a, one of those paper cut spots. Yeah. Except with a shard of glass. glass much thicker. And then Kenny starts stomping on the sacks to break up the, the chunks of glass into mm-hmm. smaller little bits. Mm-hmm. And then dumps it all into a pile of the ring. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually. Kenny hits the spine buster on Mox onto the pile of broken glass. And then this is great. He just starts dragging Mox through the glass, follows up with a sharpshooter. Mox has to then crawl. I'm telling you, this dude watched Die Die Hard. I I guarantee Die Hard is his number one movie. He is such a John McClane character. Totally. And so he has to, much like John McClane had to walk through the glass with bare feet, Mox had to crawl through the glass in order to get to a rope to get some leverage to break up. To pull himself out of the sharpshooter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Do you think Mox thinks uh, Die Hard's Christmas movie, yay or nay? He does because it is. Anyways, Kenny collects a handful of glass from the mat. I feel like he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Who cares? It's a great movie. No, he probably doesn't think it because it makes it less cool. No, it doesn't. It does. It does not. Christmas movies are inherently not cool, man. It's not true. Die Hard makes them cool. He's uh, like, no, it's an action movie. It can be both. It can be an action movie and a Christmas movie. movie. That's what it is. Uh, Kenny collects a handful. Trying to put that movie in a box? (laughs) Yes, dude. I am. The movie's unsanctionable. Uh, (laughs) Kenny gets a handful of glass, and he tries to put it in Mox's mouth. They kind of fight for position. He does eventually. He goes for a Mm V-trigger. Mox avoids it, and then German suplexes Kenny onto the glass. It was like a snap German suplex, too, man. That was nasty. Oh, my God. But the Kenny gets right back up, and then V-triggers Mox, but still with a mouthful of glass. Yeah. And it hits another one. Um, that sends Mox out of the ring. Kenny gets the chisel uh, up the ramp. They go for a little bit, uh, and then he starts taking it to his forehead. Mm-hmm. And then while well, Mox is down there selling that, Kenny's like, come on out here. Bring it out. Yeah. And so uh, Young Bucks and, and, and Hangman Page come out, and they're like, no, don't do it. This is insanity. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. And Kenny is like, fine. Blow me off then. Yeah. But then they come back and this huge apparatus. You, you said during the stream, it looked like a bed frame kind of, kind of, like, yeah, like on sticks, yeah. And it was covered. They call it like a spider web of barbed wire, yeah. So it was a frame, 
It was a frame that was like maybe three feet high or so. Yeah, maybe, maybe four again feet six high. by eight. Maybe it was a frame that the yeah. piece of wood the mousetrap came in. It was like the size of like a queen size bed. That's a fair point. And and about as deep if you have a really tall sort of box spring. Yeah. And so, but instead of like a nice soft, you know, uh, sleep uh, pillow system, top. Yeah, pillow top. Tempur-Pedic pillow <laughs> top. Right. Uh, memory foam. Barbed wire. No, it's it's barbed wire. Just nothing but barbed wire. It's a web thicket of barbed wire. Yes. And uh, a lot of back and forth. Kenny's about to try to drop him with a one-winged angel. Yeah. Uh, Mox gets out of that. Uh, he's about to go for like a paradigm shift. Kenny In the end, that, yeah. he ends up getting a suplex. They both go falling down into the into the barbed wire. Yeah, and very gingerly. And you're just sitting there thinking, how are they even going to get oh, out of I'm this? I'm thinking Sabu, uh, Terry Funk, and ECW. Exactly. And, and that was so, the thing. They had to stop the match because they couldn't get him out of the barbed wire. The Bucks, Hangman, Brandon Cutler, a bunch of... Uh, Raph's producer Raph's types. Raph's producer types. They come, and they very gingerly get them out of the, the contraption. Yeah, it was just, and then you see Brandon Cutler like trying to get Mox out, and he goes like that. Yeah, he got his finger, and then so they get out, and the first thing Mox does, there's this, there's this producer character, I guess, yeah. that's really over the top of stuff. Yeah, and Mox just goes and punches him. Yeah, it was pretty great. And he shoves another one. Yeah, and so they kind of worked their way over to this part of the stage where it's, it's kind a of, beautiful stage. By yeah, the way, they yeah, did yeah. such a great job on the stage where there's kind of like a a, a, a box, but the front is angled, mm-hmm. so it's not like a, you know rectangular right angles or anything. So I don't know, it's maybe like a forty-five degree yeah, yeah. angle it's, to it. it. Basically, it's like leaned back, yeah, with kind the of full gear uh, logo in plexiglass. In plexiglass, and there's like a light behind that, yeah, which yeah. Is, you know makes it all nice yeah. looking. Yeah. Uh, so Good craftsmanship. Yeah. So Mox tries a suplex. Kenny threw it. Uh, instead, Kenny escapes. Uh, hits Mox with uh, some uh, I couldn't determine what kind of metal apparatus or metal thing mm. it was, uh, and then V triggers him through the stage. Yeah. And then Mox crawls out, and he's got a young buck stuck to his forehead like yeah. Jericho had his ticket stuck to his forehead yeah. a couple weeks back. Yeah. Uh, Kenny exits this chasm now. Uh, they start brawling in, uh, through the crowd and back towards the ring. And then pretty much right away, Mox hits the paradigm shift onto that pile of glass. Mm-hmm, yeah. Kenny kicks out. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was. It was basically a dirty deeds. It wasn't like the high angle. It wasn't character. the death rider. The elevated, yeah, death rider, exactly. So then Mox gets a box cutter and starts cutting all the ties that keep the canvas tied to the ring itself. Pulls off the canvas, then the padding. Sets up for a pile driver on Kenny on the wood. Kenny reverses it into a backdrop. Mm-hmm. Follows up with a corner V trigger. Goes for a one-winged angel. Mox reverses it to a paradigm shift, but Kenny escapes that. Hits a paradigm shift of his own on the exposed wood. That gets him a two. Kenny goes up top, goes for a Phoenix Splash. You know who does Phoenix Splashes? Uh, uh, Pac. Kota Ibushi. Kota, oh, that's right, yeah. Kota they Ibushi. Mean, they, uh, Excalibur they mentioned that, yeah. The Golden Star. Yeah, take a page, took a page from the book of the Golden Star. Um, Mox moves. Kenny face plants, busted himself on his eyebrow. Uh, Mox covers, gets a two count, then picks him up, does Death Rider style elevated paradigm shift, mm-hmm. and that gets him the win. Yep. Brutal, 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 brutal match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, it was absolutely terrific. Just absolutely terrific. And it was great because uh, Mox then looks into the camera. And I think he was in there. It's not, it was not mic'd, but you can hear it from a mic like oh, a ways yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, What is this now? Five, four? What is it? You know what it is? You. Yeah, he's talking about the rankings, the power rankings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He says, Where am I now? Five, four? Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at. F yeah. you. Yeah. That was terrific. And he gets in the top turnbuckle and throws up double middle fingers. Total Stone Cold thing. Total Stone Cold thing, yeah. But yeah. fun match, brutal match. I uh, hope both these gentlemen are okay. 
Me too. They're going to be hurting. You said they're probably going to take Wednesday no out. No matches on Wednesday for either of them. Probably not one for Cody either. Probably not. Probably After not. face plan like he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be uh, shorthanded on Wednesday to a degree. Mm-hmm. But then I say that and then watch. Kenny's going to have a hardcore 30 match. 30-minute hardcore Joey, match. Joey I know. Joey. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, just a terrific show. Yes. Uh, terrific couple last couple of matches as well. Yes. Looking forward to Wednesday's Dynamite. Uh, so yeah thanks so much for watching we do appreciate it until next time we'll talk to you later goodbye Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.